Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. And today I'm talking with college admissions expert, Dr. Gina Lester. And Dr. Gina is the author of College Admissions Secrets, mm-hmm, an international bestseller in six categories in five countries. She's also the founder of Education Prep Centers, which has clients throughout the U.S. and the globe. And as a mom, she helped her three children secure college scholarship offers totaling over $1.5 million combined. So I am personally very happy to have you here. Welcome, Dr. Gina. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here and share with your audience today. Oh, I know my audience is eager to hear what you have to say. So first, tell us how, what inspired you to get into college admissions? Yeah, um, I actually have been in the education space for over 25 years, plus um, I have started private schools from the ground up. I worked in the public school sector. I've worked with homeschoolers um, in the private. So I've kind of, you know, been through the gamma, but um, my husband became terminally ill um, and when he was 35, actually, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's and um, things went along fine for a while. But then um, as my children began to hit that college age, um, especially my younger one, as she was in high school, um, he it became pretty apparent that I needed to come home and take care mm-hmm. of him and be there for the end of his life. And so as I kind of stepped out of the world that I was in, I knew I needed to be doing something or I would just dry up, you know, being a full-time caregiver. And so um, I had people come out and ask me, you know, hey, you've got your kids in college, you've got another one in high school, you're doing this, can you help us? And so um, my business was kind of born out of that. And and everybody always is like, oh, I'm so sorry, but, you know, um, unfortunately he did pass away, but Mm -hmm. I am now remarried to an amazing a man who was also a widower. So it's always great to find love that second time. And my business has just taken off from there and I would not go back. I love working with the kids and really seeing them find their next steps. Yeah, I know you you do a lot and you have your your own proprietary process, right? To help teens figure out the best path for them. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes. So um, before COVID, I was thinking, <laughs> it's really interesting because prior to COVID, I had really gone online with my business. I see kids all over the United States from the East Coast to the West Coast. And um, I was using a system called Uniquely You. And basically, when you're going to college, it's important your grades and all of those things, your academics are definitely a huge part of that process. But once you get past that gate of where the academics are, colleges really want to know who the student is. They want to know, 
are they a fit for their university and um, what makes them a, a student that's going to be successful on their campus versus another student. And so uniquely you really helps the students be able to tell their story, stand out and show who they are to a college admissions counselor who literally spends like seven minutes looking over their application um, versus another student. And of course now coming into COVID and all of the crazy changes we've seen in college admissions process, this has like definitely increased. It's a, an even larger piece of the process mm. than it was before. So Dr. Gina, this gets me to like a big question that I hear all the time. Um, and it's kind of two pieces. One is grades, particularly now people are freaked out because grades are plummeting. Um, and, you know, we're having to choose between grades and mental health. And that's not always an easy, it seems like it'd be an obvious choice, but it's not because so many parents are concerned about getting into college, right? The other one is I see a lot of resume building that starts even in like elementary school, right? And we start this whole process of making sure because we see school and getting into the right colleges is so competitive that we feel the need. And I talk to teens also that feel the need to just do everything because they don't know what they're going to be looking for and they don't want to have that miss be missing that one thing and so they're running themselves ragged trying to get the right grades trying to make sure their resume is built so they can get into the college can you help clarify how important each of these are and help us find a healthy balance of yes. this please um so definitely i want to say that um, there is a college out there for every student. So, you know, we definitely have um, colleges that are highly competitive and everything in between. Um, there are many, many schools that are actual really amazing gems that may not be that, you know, Princeton or Harvard or University of Penn, um, something along those lines, and your student can get an education that is going to just be amazing and potentially have a better you know, chance or better opportunities there. So there are pros and cons in really thinking through which schools you're gonna choose and why you're choosing them. But I definitely would say I'm very, um, very strong on the mental health piece. I work with kids all the time. I've had students sit and just in tears, you know, talk through, um, what their emotions are, what they're feeling and so forth. So I really encourage families to make sure that that's, that you're taking care of that first, regardless. Um, colleges know that this has been a difficult time mm -hmm. and they realize that students, some students have done great and thrived online and others haven't. Um, some kids have struggled academically. And so there is a COVID essay on the application that's not going to go away for the next few years. So even if you have a student that's a freshman, um, you can take that opportunity and really talk about what you've learned, how, you know, being online maybe had a negative effect, but how you've been able to adjust um, and bring that into a positive light. So it don't feel like that because they've had a grade lower or they've struggled in some areas that that means it's the end and that a good college is not in their future because that's as far from the truth as um, really 
you can imagine. So um, it's really about how you tell your stories, how you really show yourself and what you've learned. And that's really a big part of what they're looking for and what you did during COVID. Um, and which brings me into the activity section. I think that's a big thing during COVID. I would say that they really do want to see that you didn't just at home and do nothing. So um, think outside the box of things that you can do to build your resume, rather it's learning something and just on your own, doing your own research, doing, you know, an online class that's not required. Um, it doesn't have to be for a grade. It can be something for fun or getting some kind of, um, you know, learning and doing something new or creative or learning guitar, if that's something you're passionate about. Um, as far as activities and things to that effect, you know, definitely they are looking for leadership. They're looking for the fact that you're volunteering and that you're giving and that you are being um, involved and you know how to participate as a team member. But it's not about being involved in 4,000 activities. It's really about going deep. They would mm -hmm. rather see you if you have a passion for computers then maybe you spent that time creating an app or you know some kind of game online it can be so basic it doesn't have to be this oh you know brand new you know top-notch uh gaming system that you've created now, obviously you're in high school so they want to see that you took your passion whatever that is that you and i always say do donate and demonstrate so did you do the activity did you donate, meaning did you find a, a way to give back into a community doing that activity and um, demonstrate? Did you go in and find ways to tie that into your major or to potentially show leadership or um, whatever that might look like? So it's really about building that well-rounded um, resume that's tied back to your uniquely you and what makes you stand out. So one thing I've heard from, I've heard a ton, but one thing that kind of stands out for me too, it's not having a trillion skills and having this long list of all this stuff. It's actually developing the ability like leadership and developing these traits and these actual like, it's not skills in terms of being able to do all these different activities. It's skills in terms of what you're able, kind of your, your soft skills. So exactly. to speak, is developing those, which there's so many ways to develop it without having to be running around everywhere. And the mm -hmm. other thing I'm hearing too, you know, you're saying find your passion. And mm -hmm. I think this is one thing that I know a lot of parents struggle with because their teens passion, a lot of them, I've heard this a lot, um, including my own teen daughter, you know, their passions seem unrealistic often, right? And they seem very big dreamy. And I see people that want to be a YouTube star, want to be, you know, make money being ga a gamer, or, you know, like my daughter wants to be a Broadway star, which these are all beautiful things. They're very competitive. And from a person, from a generation that comes from like, you get your finance career done because that's secure you get your computer science that you're going to find a job in and that's going to be steady how do we address passions when they don't fall in what we believe are practical paths yes 
Um, and I can speak to that completely because I do have a daughter who is a Broadway star. So, what? Um, okay. My daughter's talking to your daughter. Yeah. Please. Um, she actually, she's not been uh, quite on Broadway yet, but she definitely has that dream and that, you know, where she's gone. So um, we do see a lot of kids that want to go out and I think the whole new online world um, whether it's in the arts, whether it's in computers, whether it's entrepreneurship, um, all of those things feel impractical to us as adults. But the reality is that if that's where their passion is, they're going to be able to find a way to support that. And it's really all about helping your student think through a plan. So for my daughter, one of the big things is she went through the competitive audition spot and um, she got lots of money from a lot of different um, colleges, got into some of those top musical theater programs. And really when we came down to it, we decided to go and she decided you know, that she wanted to go to a school that gave her the most money because coming out without debt was huge because then you can start um, your career. So a lot of times they think, oh, I've got to be at a Carnegie Mellon, but that's not true. If they are getting a full ride from somebody else, they really can make their way um, through this process. The other thing is to really, right now, our kids have so many opportunities to do some dual credit to take those AP classes and that translates into college credit for them. They can also take some classes at the community college in the summers between their um, you know, freshman and sophomore year in college. So I encourage students to do that, to get some of those classes that um, they just need to get off that's part of their core curriculum done. Therefore, it opens up their schedule so that they can go in and take some business classes. They can take some classes that maybe they're really interested in. And it's really not about them coming out with a minor or a second major. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of kids do. A lot of arts kids come out with double majors just because of the way they are able to work their schedules. But then they're able to go out and actually, you know, have a career while they're actually, you know, doing the their passion. So for instance, my daughter, um, she does, she, she is an executive assistant and she does social media um, marketing. Mm. Like she works for people like you and myself and she does all of their, you know, um, Facebook ads and all of that kind of stuff. So she's learned, so she makes a lucrative income that wow. gives her flexibility and yet she can actually go out and, you know, perform and do her Broadway and her, you know, she's, she's actually in LA right now, but she does lots of professional theater and film and she's a writer and so she's been able to take and really use her skills and she's passionate and get mm -hmm. to do all the things she loves while supporting herself so I think it's really think outside the box like okay if this is really their passion then how can they you know what are the things that you can do to help them set up for success so that they can pursue their dreams and have that income so that, you know, they're not sleeping on everyone's couch and all are coming back and living in our basement and all those fears that we have as parents. And I yeah. think that, you know, the times have changed and um, there are just so many more opportunities for our young students. So, um, you know, it's hard as it is, I, you know, really say let them explore, but, you know, 
talk, have that practical conversation at the same time with them. Yeah. I'm smiling ear to ear. Cause this is, I, I agree with yeah. you so much on this one. Um, and I know a lot of people really struggle with that and it's from the right place. It's wanting to set our kids up for success. And we have so much fear of them making bad choices, but there's no way we know the right choice. Like it, it's just as easy for us to make a bad choice for them, right? Um, yeah. And push them in a direction that they don't want to go, which, you know, kind of slows down their process of being able to find what they love. So I just, I love that so much. So yeah. I know another question real quick, because I know we've, we have so much, and I want to throw in here too, that you are coming back mm -hmm. to talk for a full hour with me on the Power Hour on May 4th. So I'm going to have a link in there for people if they're not registered to register. It's free and you're going to be in there talking about all this. So it's going to be, you know, we can bring questions and talk, dig in. I know this is a huge topic. So one last question. Um, I know a lot of parents are stressed out about basically this year is a wash or their kids going into college and wanting to take a year off. So that kind of is a wash. So what do we do if our kids want to just take a break? How do, how do schools look at this gap? Whether it be, okay, you just had a full year of school that you did nothing because you got like Fs and it was a wash, or you decided to take a full break between school and going to college. Yeah. So there are definitely, I mean, gap years and students deferring a year, you know, it's been something that occurs and has been going on for a long time. Of course, we see a larger um, number of students doing that right now. So there are positives about taking that year. I mean, your student can mature, can grow, all of those things. Um, the big thing that colleges are really looking for is to see that if your student is going to take that year, what are they going to do? Um, they don't want them just sitting home playing video games on your couch or working at the local fast food restaurant. Right. Um, while all of that's great, they can earn some extra money and that's them, you know, kind of relaxing. It gets them into, you know, some bad habits. So they're, if you're going to take that year, you know, definitely give them a chance to rest, but also make sure that you've got a really good plan in place. And um, rather that's allowing them to go take some, you know, some kind of program that's not based on grades or credits or something to that effect, um, yeah. whether it's traveling, doing some kind of um, abroad experience, you know, if you're financially, I know people are in all different places. So if you're like, well, that's just not in our budget to do that, then find a place that they can actually do an internship or that they can um, do some research projects or a place that they can really go and pour their hearts in volunteering. So mm -hmm. there are things that you can do on all you know, levels from a financial um, opportunity. So look at where you're at, what your affordability is, and then find a plan. So mm -hmm. don't just take a year and think, oh, we're just going to sit home and do um, nothing. And right. that's the whole thing, even with COVID, they want to see what is your student doing right now in, in this time where they're stuck at home? And have they been able to go out and, you know, still create opportunities, those type of things. Like I had a student that decided to go on his next door app and just put out, hey, if you're elderly and you can't, 
get to the grocery store, you're not comfortable, I'll go pick up your groceries. And he delivered groceries to his, the elderly families in his neighborhood. And so, you know, that was something outside the box. So that's what they're looking for is things to that effect. Like what, what can you do that's going to make that experience important? You know, there are definitely pros and cons to a gap year. Um, you want to make sure you're staying a freshman so you don't lose that scholarship, mm -hmm. um, those merit scholarships that are specifically for freshmen. You still need to apply, get accepted, and then talk to the school about that gap year and taking that or deferring um, okay. a year and find out what they expect because they'll tell you, yes, you can do this, but these are the things you need to have in place. Um, so you don't want your student to miss that opportunity to be at that perfect university um, because you think, oh, we, we don't need to worry about this. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you needed to have all of these things in place. Yeah. So don't panic and over feel like you need so many different things, but just plan, just ask, right? And just make sure those few things are in place. And I think with the with the teens and filling that time, because I'm hearing voices in my head of, voices in my head, I sound crazy. I hear like clients, right, that have said, and I've heard so many that are worried because this has been kind of a lackluster year for a lot of kids and they haven't really done a whole lot. So I'm going, I'm here, you know, sensing parents going, oh my God, this whole year went by and they didn't really do anything but play video games. Well, I think part of what you're saying is what did they even learn from the video games? Like what did, if they, if they were on YouTube, did they do a YouTube channel? Did they do things like this? Like things that we may not prioritize or put as important may actually be teaching them something that they can then apply. So what did they do and how, what did they learn from that? Yeah. And then if you feel like, okay, my student really did, you know, it was just a wash year. We really did absolutely nothing. Then it, it's not too late, you know, think about, okay, what can they do now and how can they contrast that? you know, well, this was a year. Yeah. It, you know, I felt depressed. It was, you know, I didn't have motivation. There was nothing to do. I just didn't, you know, I, I just laid on the couch and ate Cheetos. So, okay, that's what we did. But now as we come out of that, you know, I'm ready to step in. And I learned from that experience that that's not the lifestyle I want. This is what I want. So you don't have to feel like, if that was what your, if that was your student, you know, your teens, the one that laid on the couch and ate Cheetos and played um, on social media or video games, then okay, that don't, don't feel like it's the end of the world, you know, just begin to make that shift with them and help them um, move into that next phase so that they can contrast that. Great. Very helpful. So Dr. Gina, how can people find you if they have more questions or want to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is education prep center so they can go there um, for sure and also um, I am on social media I'm on Facebook too and right now I am um, holding a, a challenge with basically a five-day challenge and it started yesterday so it's not too late and um, if you're hearing this and you're like oh I really want to um, learn all about the college process and all the changes that have happened during COVID mm. um, you can go to um, my, my Facebook is Education Prep Centers um, as well, my page, or you can search Crush College Admissions and it'll come up. Ooh, uh, I like that. 
Yeah, and you can join that. It's free and um, you'll get a lot of great information. So fantastic. Attend. Good. I will provide all those links um, so people can find you and um, check out your, your challenge. That sounds phenomenal. I'm sure there's people that are really excited about that and want to do that. <laughs> so any parting words of wisdom or encouragement for parents with teenagers? Yeah, I would just say, you know, it's okay. Just take a deep breath and know that um, ultimately your student is going to find the right college. They will move beyond this. It's been a tough year for mm. everybody and don't beat yourself up or, you know, feel frustrated with them. Um, just know that we're turning a corner and um, things will begin to open back up and you'll be able to get back to a lot of those things that they were doing before. Mm -hmm. Very, very wise words. Thank you so much, Dr. Tina, for joining us. I'm very grateful that you are here today and helping us clarify a lot of these concerns that I know a lot of us have about school and getting into college. And I want to thank you parents for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to connect with your teen and calm the drama, be sure to join me on Tuesday evenings for the Parenting Teens Power Hour. I have a bunch of amazing experts lined up to share their best tips and secrets with you, including Dr. Gina, who's going to be on May 4th. And it's all free. You can register at askdrcam.com slash power hour. I'll put the link in the show notes. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and all the amazing nuggets that Dr. Gina shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find the show. Feel free to share it with a friend as well. Have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.